Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com.
Frank was saying that he doesn't have any update on our prayer list, but I'm going to ask him to come and lead us in our opening prayer anyway, and uh, then uh, I'll give you some uh, updates that I know about. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the time of worship, oh Father. I pray that we can do it in truth and in grace and in your love, oh Father. So give us... Give us what we need to hear. Open our hearts and open our ears to you, O oh Father, I pray. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, if you see some that are not here today, please let them know that we missed them. All right, the updates. Uh, Wanda's not here today. Uh, our uh, grandson, Nicholas, is supposed to come off of life support this morning. And uh, so she wants to be able to talk to him. Well, I say this morning, sometime today. They, the hospital couldn't tell us whether it was going to be morning, noon, afternoon. Anyway, uh, she said sometimes the doctors got there early. And uh, so uh, she wanted to be able to talk to him as soon as she could. Amen. And she's been talking to the nurses. And uh, they said uh, they would bring the phone in to him and let her talk to him just as soon as uh, he woke up. So anyway, uh, be uh, continuing to pray for him. And uh, they're saying he's improving, continuing to improve, uh, was uh, improved even this morning. And uh, so uh, they're uh, thinking that he's strong enough to come off of life support and uh, be able to breathe on his own. So uh, anyway, um, uh, this is an important time for um, him and uh, so uh, do be praying for him today as he is taking off, taken off of life support. All right, any other? Yes. He is 22, 22 years old. All right, any other uh, concerns or questions that you have about our uh, prayer needs? Yeah, I like to say there's a, a guy named Gruel, and he lives in Escondido. Okay. And he, we saw him probably months and a half ago. Great shape. He went to quite a lot happened, but he got he got cancer, prostate, cancer on his chest, cancer on his brain. Oh no. And he's gone. I mean, he's he leads Tuesday to the states. Go God. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we've already talked to him about the Lord. But we don't know, so we're going today to talk to him again. All right. Because we don't know whether he knows the Lord or not. 
answer many questions. So, Ruel? Ruel. 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 All right, let's remember Ruel in our prayers as he travels back and as he prepares to leave this world. All right, any other? If not, our next hymn is Light of the World. Let's stand together. Step down into darkness Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship here I am to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me King of all days so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. And here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say. Wonderful to me Here I am 
You may be seated. All right. Uh, you may be wondering, where's that thing that I usually have on my mouth, right? Well, it's out. We don't know why it's out, but it's out. And it's not working this morning. But we've got this microphone. George, can you hear me okay back there? Yes, sir. <laughs> I knew you could. All right. John chapter 8 is where we're going today. As we think of the subject, Christ is the light of the world. Now we talked a few weeks ago, you remember, about light contrasted to darkness. And I've talked about that two or three times since then even. And in that series of messages, we used this part of this text talking about Jesus being the light of the world. But today we're going to be looking at it in the sense that this is one of the I am statements that Jesus made. And we'll talk more about that as we get on into the message this morning. But John chapter 8, beginning with verse 12. We'll be reading verses 12 through 19 from the NIV. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows Me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged Him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I came from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true. Because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they ask him, Where is your Father? You do not know me or my Father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. Our Father, we thank you tonight or today for the opportunity to be in your house, to be able to open your word and to think about these things that Jesus has said as the great I Am. Help us to take that to heart. Help us to understand the things that He's teaching, and Father, I pray that we will apply them to our lives and that it will help us to be the witness you want us to be to those around us. And again, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth, and we pray that we'll see good things happen in our church. We ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. One thing I meant to mention earlier is that uh, Dr. Fred is going to be giving a series of evangelistic sermons in January. We don't know just when yet. We'll let you know when, and, and uh, it'll be right here. I can tell you where. <laughs> we just don't know when and, and uh, uh, the time and all of that. But uh, uh, we look forward to uh, having him speak for us in uh, a series of, of uh, sermons. And uh, we're glad that he's ready and willing to do that. Do you remember in the Transfiguration, Jesus revealed His glory to three of His disciples, to three of the apostles in Matthew chapter 17. The Bible tells us in that time, His face shone like the sun and His clothing became as white as the light. That's verse 2 of that passage. And then Moses and Elijah appeared with him there in verse 3. And then the voice of God declared from a bright cloud that was over them, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now we can talk a lot more about that passage because there's a whole message here for all of us to see and we'll probably do that at one time or another. But today we just simply need to see His glory. Peter, James, and John had the privilege of seeing that. His unveiled glory and He is indeed the light of the world, isn't He? He's teaching that in today's passage. And then He tells us, as a result of that, whoever follows Me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, verse 12. Verse 12 is somewhat the apex of this passage of Scripture. But just like the Israelites who followed the pillar of, of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, you remember as they were in the wilderness? Jesus identified him himself as the light and if we follow him, we'll never walk in the wrong direction. If we follow Him. Now this passage of Scripture where He says, I am the light of the world is one of the most famous of the I am statements that Jesus made. Now as you know, He made other I am statements, didn't He? And we're looking at some of those on Sunday morning. But I am the light of the world. In this he was giving the understanding that He is the great I Am. Those that were listening to Him understood the meaning of what He was saying. 
And He is not only the I Am, but the one true light. By contrast, the metaphor of darkness indicates death, condemnation, despair, self-centered pride. This realm also includes sin, the world, and Satan, all under darkness. But Jesus is telling us that the light indicates holiness, His kingdom, and Himself. Jesus had also said in chapter 12, verse 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. When the Pharisees challenged his claim here, Jesus called his father as his second witness. You remember that in those verses? These so-called religious leaders, the Pharisees here, illustrated the ignorance and the blindness of those who walk in spiritual darkness. Let us notice verse 19 again where he is turning to them and talking to them after they ask him, where is your father? He said, you do not know me or my father. Jesus replied, if you knew me, you would know my father also. A clear choice was placed before the audience as Jesus was speaking. Choose light and life in Christ or choose to reject God and willfully remain in a state of darkness and death. Now this is our passage. How can we apply that today? Some people sometimes wonder if their life is headed in the right direction. And this is something I think that these verses of Scripture can help them determine. Does the world around them feel dark and confusing? Now Jesus doesn't promise us that our path is always going to be smooth. He's not promising that in these verses of Scripture or anywhere else in the Scriptures. But He does promise us light and life. And His Word to direct us in the right way to go and His Spirit to give us strength to follow that direction that He's giving us. Again, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. One of the greatest tragedies for any individual today would be to live in darkness when they could live in the light. Right? A real life story illustrates this. In the life of a person named Rose Crawford. 
She had been blind for 50 years. And then she had an operation in an Ontario hospital. And this changed her whole life. As the doctor lifted the bandages from her eyes, she wept. And she said, I just can't believe it. As she saw for the first time, dazzling and beautiful world that God had made that she had never seen before. With all of its color greeting her eyes that she could now see. The amazing thing about Rose Crawford is that she had lived in her darkness for 20 years that she didn't have to. 20 years earlier, an operation had been developed that would correct her blindness. And she, she could have seen then. But the doctor made this statement. He said, Miss Crawford just figured there was nothing that could be done for her condition and she just accepted it. And she lived in that darkness. Much of her life could have been different. In this story, there's a spiritual application. I think you know where I'm going with this. People today are diagnosed and they live with a condition of blindness that the Bible describes and tells us about. And these individuals don't understand that there is something that can be done that will crack that. The saddest news of all is that some people will live in this condition their whole lives and die in that condition and be separated from God for eternity. But people of all ages, from all nationalities, from all over the world, have seen the cure for this blindness. And individuals who haven't accepted Him as their personal Savior can do that today and have their blindness removed as well. The inherited condition that I'm talking about, of course, is not a physical defect, but it's a spiritual defect. A spiritual blindness which separates us from knowing, experiencing, enjoying, and glorifying God. This means we actually live out our lives in spiritual darkness without Christ. Groping around, not being able to see. And the serious warning is that if this condition is left untreated, as I mentioned a moment ago, that individual is going to be separated from God for eternity. And they're not going to 
have life after this life is over. You know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Well, Jesus, He's telling us here in this passage, is the one who will eradicate sin and blindness. And that individual will never walk in darkness again. Isn't that what He's saying? Again, Christ is the light of the world. But He needs to be seen by those that don't know Him. And their eyes need to be opened. You know people today that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I do too. And we need to live the life before them that will show them the path, that will help them understand their need. And we need to pray for Dr. Fred and Marlene as they go and talk with this individual today that is in that perhaps in that need. Maybe he already knows the Lord. I hope he does. But if he doesn't, then they're going to show him. Let's pray that he'll listen, accept, understand, and come out of that darkness that he's in. You see, God is giving us all the responsibility of living a life before others that they might see Jesus in us. Am I right? that they might see Jesus in us. Our Father, we pray that individuals might be able to see from us their need of coming to You. Not because our lives are anything, but because we're reflecting the light of Jesus Christ and He's able to be seen through us. And these individuals then are able to see the need that they have, and then as they look at the Scriptures, be able to understand just how simple it is for them to have this salvation that you want them to have. You're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We pray that we'll see more come to know you, and we'll see more follow you in the way that they need to walk, following you in the light. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand and we sing our final hymn, Give Thanks. We can give thanks to the Lord for the light that Jesus is. As we stand and sing. Because he's
Amen. Bob, would you come and lead us in our closing prayer, please? Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again that we can come to your house and worship you. We pray for those that are not here today. Be with them, comfort them. And we ask that you guide us and direct us in all of our paths this next week. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless.